One night the police stopped and they said, what's going on here? They were sure that we were selling drugs or smoking pot or whatever. <laughs> and uh, he said, we're talking about Jesus. They laughed and laughed and laughed all the way back into their police car. Wow. They, they couldn't believe this, this whole thing. And so that's, that was the beginnings of things. God promises in Joel 2.28 to pour out His Spirit on all humanity. Welcome to Global Outpouring, where we contend for that promised outpouring, we equip for that outpouring, so that we may engage in that very outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to the podcast today. We have with us a very special guest, Dan Ryder from Community Christian Fellowship in Mattituck, New York on Long Island. And he has had some amazing experiences in the things of God and experiencing the outpouring right here on Long Island. We're so glad that you've joined us today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Before we get started, we just want to encourage you, if you haven't already done so, to go to our website, globaloutpouring.net, and be sure that you have subscribed to our email list. We want to be able to communicate with you and keep in touch with you, let you know what we're doing. We have a prayer meeting that you can join with every day on the telephone so that you can help us contend for the outpouring. And we have equipping things that are going on all the time. The next thing that's coming up is our School of the Supernatural Translation by Faith with Dr. Bruce Allen and his wife, Reshma, and Michael Van Vlyman and his wife, Gordana. We're going to be learning about the things that God is preparing for his saints as we move deeper into the, the hour that we're living in so that we can know the scriptural basis of, of translation, just like Philip did in the New Testament in the book of Acts, where God took him to a place and he ministered to the Ethiopian eunuch. And whoosh, when his job there was done, he was gone and he found himself elsewhere. It's perfectly scriptural. And that is what we are learning and also learning to discern what's the real thing and what's the false thing. So we encourage you to see the events we have coming up on our website and join in if you are able. So Dan, it's such a pleasure to be with you today and have this opportunity to share some of the things that God has done in your life. Thanks for joining us. Sure. No, thank you very much. So um, tell us a little bit about your upbringing. Uh, were you raised in a Christian home? I was raised... Uh, my parents were Lutheran, and uh, so I was brought up in a Lutheran church. Um, they had to bribe me to go to Sunday school, <laughs> um, but I finally did do that. And um, we had a, a very wonderful pastor looking back. Mm -hmm. But what you learned of the Lord was, it was so-so. You know, you were never brought to a point to make a decision. Uh. And so I knew the things, you know, I knew, the, I, I, I've heard Bible stories, things of this sure. nature, good sermons. I look back at maybe some of them that I can remember some things. And had I been awakened to the Lord and to his spirit, I would have heard it very differently. Mm -hmm. But I was young. So that was, that was a story. And so I was brought up in a Lutheran church. However, my mother was Jewish, mm -hmm. but she had converted to Christianity. She met the Lord. And uh, 
And that all happened through my older sister. Uh, she started at a young age um, going to a Baptist church. Oh, so, she got some word in her. Oh, yes. But uh, so what happened? She became born again. And uh, of course, uh, my mother was very worried about her. <laughs> would actually follow her to church. Oh, oh wow. my. And became born again. She wow. met the Lord and asked the Lord to do her life. Wow. And so uh, that's that's that was the influences on my life. Okay. My father was a very quiet man, big man, and uh, you know, worked underwater all his life. He was a, he was a captain of, of fishing boats, things wow. of that nature. <laughs> and uh I'd always find my father in the morning, you know, looking at scripture or something like that, you know, oh. a, a devotional. And all I knew, that was an important thing because uh -huh. if dad took time for it, it was important. He didn't talk about it so much. Wow. But I could just tell as a kid, this is an important thing. So how did you come to know Jesus? Well, really the way that I came to know Jesus was simply on television whenever Billy Graham seemed to come on. <laughs> I would listen. I understood what he was saying. And I must have gone forward to the television <laughs> at least yeah. 16 or 17 times. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, didn't want to miss a chance. Right. Yeah. But again, you know, the understanding and the kind of follow-up teaching you would get, I wasn't getting. Um, but as a kid, that's what I, that's what I did. So... The Lord was real to me, but as not as a relationship, but I believed in his reality. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and I believe that he died on the cross for my sin as much as I understood what that all was. Yeah. So that that's how I came to the Lord. How old were you? I was uh well, I would tell you that I went forward ever since I was twelve years old. <laughs> um and finally it, it dawned on me probably around 17 years old that, you know, I needed to ask Jesus into my life and that mm -hmm. he came to, you know, save me from my own sin and to bring me into a relationship through himself with the Father. Beautiful. And I began to understand that. However, it was still something wasn't grabbing my life. Mm -hmm. It was a belief. It was something like a tack on to my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I understood it. But it wasn't, uh, it didn't consume me. You know, it wasn't really in my heart. So that's, that was a story up until around 17, 18 years old. And then uh, um, through a, a bunch of different uh, circumstances, um, how, how, how would I say this to you? But uh, I ended up in a rock and roll band. Tell us about and, it. And I, I, I loved it. I'll make no bones about it. <laughs> um, I loved every bit about it. Um, I sang and, uh, there were three other fellows, you know, guitars and drums, etc. kind of a, a typical band. But over time we started to, uh, we, we, we had gotten quite good and quite well known. And, uh, so that really started to consume my life. And, uh, as I say, I loved it, um, we're in recording studios, we're doing this, doing that, playing a lot of jobs. Um, and after a while, you find yourself eating, sleeping, drinking the, the music. Mm -hmm. You know, it consumes you and you love it. And so uh, there was a time, and uh, I think I was maybe 20 years old then, uh -huh. 
there was a fellow who said he'd like to to meet with me. And I said, sure. And uh, I met with this fellow. His name was Greg. And he was kind of a little strange, had long hair like all of us did back then. (laughs) But he looked a little strange and he talked a little strange. And he says, "I, I hear that you pray before you guys go on stage. I said, yeah, I've, we, we've always done that. Uh, we, we pray together. That was always my idea. And, you know, the other fellas do was fine with. And so uh, Greg says, you know, I, I, I met the Lord in, uh, while I was at college. And, uh, and he said, you know, the Lord has just filled me. <laughs> and he started talking to me as if he had had breakfast with Jesus. Oh, wow. And kind of came to tell me about it. And I was very enthralled by what he said. And then he, he kind of laughed at the end of our conversation. He said, you know, they, they, they call us Jesus freaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, that, I remember that appealed to me. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow that appealed to me. I like that. Don't ask me what grabbed me about that, but it just made everything about the Lord so current. Yeah. So uh, real for right now. And so we, we, we played a job that night. And I can remember this like it were yesterday. I had uh, come home, and I think I we got home about, I got home maybe two or three in the morning. That was That's usually typical. when you got back. Yeah. And I would go down, I, I, I'd gotten to bed, and I would always lay there, and every set that we played would go through my head before I could go to sleep. <laughs> I would hear every mistake, I would hear this, I would hear that. So all the songs played, Oh, wow. And finally it was over, and I'm ready to go to sleep. And I just said this little prayer. I said, Lord, I don't know what that guy Greg has, but whatever he has, I want it. Mm-hmm. And all I can tell you, all of a sudden, something started like at my forehead. It went down to my feet. Wow. wow. And I was laying in bed laughing my head off. <laughs> and I really, I was just laughing and laughing and Something was happening to me, and I kind of knew it, but it was pleasant. And I slept well that night, and it was, and I woke up, and it was like, um, you know, there were birds singing, but I never heard them before till it was you, you know, until right, I, right. until wow. I'd met Jesus. And mm. so things changed, needless to say. And so it wasn't long after that the Lord started asking me, and I, I could, I, I could hear this in my heart. Do you love me or do you love the band? Oh. And I said, Lord, you know, I love you. And I said, you're going to be so proud of me. I said, you know, if we cut that record <laughs> and I meet, you know, X, Y, and Z, I'm going to have the opportunity to witness to them. And that didn't go very far. And so, you know, things continued. And a second time, same thing happened. I came out with the same lame answer looking back. And then somewhere as I had read in Job, and this is my paraphrase, but if the Lord speaks to you three times, the third time, you better listen. (laughs) So basically, the Lord spoke a third time. And what I said, I said, Lord, I couldn't leave even if I wanted to. I'm just too steeped into this. And I love it so much. And I said, if you want me out, though, if you arrange it so I come out of it, I'll certainly do it. I'll follow. And all of a sudden, the group started to fall apart. Wow. And wow. we were on the midst of a recording contract and a few other things. 
you know, that look like the opportunities that, you know, every everybody would wish for. Yeah. And uh, things started, and, and I recognized what was happening. Mm-hmm. And so I just took this step out. And uh, a friend who was in another band came. He asked me, he said, what on earth did you do? Why'd you leave? Why'd you leave music? And I said, well, okay, come over to the house Saturday night, and I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. And so I shared with him what happened to me. And he asked Jesus into his life. Glory wow. to God. Praise God. And he said That's to awesome. me, he said, can I bring some friends over next Saturday? I said, yeah. And he brought about 10 people over the next Saturday. Wow. wow. And he said, T- tell them what you told me, you know, why you left the, the music. And so I told the story. All 10 of them came to the Lord. Wow. wow. And this started going on the whole summer. Mm. And it ended up that first fellow who came over, who ended up a, a close friend, a fellow that I really loved. His name was Ed Hansen. Ed and the fellow Greg, who had witnessed to me originally, by the end of the summer, the three of us were on the front stoop of my folks' house, where there was a big, big lawn in the front, and there were about 200 young people mm. that would come just to hear us speak about the Lord. Wow. And uh, it, it was just happening naturally. Something was going on. We didn't know what. Wow. I think that was the beauty of it, looking back. Yeah. We did not know. We were just reliant on the Lord. What, whatever he showed us, whatever we sensed he was telling us. Wow. That's what we did. I'm sure we made many, many errors and mistakes. But, <laughs> but gosh, the Lord was so gracious and loving and merciful, to say the least. And so not only did so many young people, but three Catholic priests were coming. Wow. And they were enjoying it. Glory I can still remember the one fellow uh, from the uh, Polish Catholic Church. He wore one of these big, I don't know, things on his head. <laughs> and uh, we said, this has got to stop. And so we took his hat off one night and put, it, put a, a, an engineer's hat on him. <laughs> and he loved it. He wore it all the time. And, uh, you know, it was, just, it was just a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful time. And so that's how things began, at least out here on Eastern Long Island. Wow. Wow. And uh, again, you know, we did not know what was happening, but started reading, you know, in in like Time Magazine and Newsweek Magazine at the time about this thing called the Jesus Movement. Yeah. Or the Jesus Revolution all over the country. But that's how it started, at least out here on Eastern Long Island. But then we had friends who went out to California. Mm Mm-hmm. And they said, you're never going to guess what we found out here. We found Jesus. Oh, glory to God. And they said, we ended up at some place called Calvary Chapel, this guy, Chuck Smith. Wow. Mm. And so we realized this was going on all over the place. Yeah. You know, something was happening coast to coast. Glory to God. But again, it wasn't defined. It wasn't understood Mm -hmm. um, by any of us, but it was happening, and we all knew it. And the one thing we knew Jesus was real. Wow. We yes. knew Jesus Hallelujah. was real. You know, we didn't understand doctrine and all the things that happened that end up dividing everybody. Yeah. But we understood Jesus. Yeah. And we knew he loved us. Lord I can still remember a kid. He was on this wall doing backflips. <laughs> <laughs> and I went by my car and I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm flipping out for Jesus. Oh, I love oh. And, and, you know, the, these... <laughs> All, you know, it was just, this is what people were saying, talking about. And the people in town were talking about what's going on. One night, the police stopped. 
And they said, what's going on here? They were sure that we were selling drugs or smoking pot or whatever. <laughs> and he uh, said, we're talking about Jesus. They laughed and laughed and laughed all the way back into their police car. Wow. They, they couldn't believe this, this whole thing. And so that's, that was the beginnings of things. Yeah. And uh, How long did that last? That lasted, well, in a crazy way, it's still going on. Amen. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's maybe died down a little bit, you know, because it's a generation that started back then, and now we're all a little bit older. In fact, mm -hmm. a heck of a lot older. And uh, so, but I see something happening with another generation that everybody's considered lost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, lost generations are good because where sin abounds, grace abounds much more. Amen. Yes, amen. And so I'm sure that something is stirring again. And, uh, and But the meantime, you know, the Lord was always teaching us, always moving us. And, uh, you know, just to go on from where I kind of ended there just a second ago, uh, I had gone on to uh, graduate school in uh, Tallahassee, Florida, Florida State. While I was at Florida State, somehow, I, it's a long story, so I'm not going to tell you the whole thing, but I ended up in music again, mm. but this time singing about the Lord in a, in a group called The Burning Bush. Mm. And Florida State, there were 22,000 students. Wow. And so we somehow, when we played around campus and around the town of Tallahassee, we seemed to bring together all the different groups. They all came to hear us. Wonderful. Campus Crusade, which was a giant group, uh, the local charismatic people, and then the university people, the more scholarly, I would call it. Mm -hmm. um, but they all used to come. And so my last year of graduate school, there was a friend who used to call me bro. And uh, he said, what would you think about running a Jesus people party in the student elections? Oh, wow. wow. And I said, well, what would be the point of that? He said, we could witness to 22,000 people face to face. <laughs> oh, what a great <laughs> idea. I said, I said, you know, John, sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> and he was looking for me for kind of my okay, for whatever reason, I don't know. He was just a good friend, a little bit younger than I was, but, but a good friend, another student, an undergraduate student. But we, we both knew the Lord. And so we went to all of the groups on campus and presented this idea. And we formed a party wow. called the Jesus People Party. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And our aim was, and everybody, everybody took hold of this, we're going in not to win anything. We don't want to win. Yeah. We want to witness. Wow. And we want to witness to every student on campus. This is great. And everybody agreed. And we, we actually did it. And here's the funny thing. We tied, every position tied for first place. Wow. Which meant there had to be a runoff election. Oh, wow. So one more chance to follow up on our witnessing. <laughs> and then the miracle of miracles happened. The election came and we lost. Every one of us lost. Wow. And we were so pleased. We rejoiced. <laughs> Because no one wanted to, you know, be in the student politics. But it was a wonderful opportunity. But, you know, that's how it was a vibrancy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, 
two guys could have an idea. You share it with a few more, and the next thing, you know, you're witnessing the twenty-two thousand. Glory oh. to God! And I it like was, that. and it was just because we were too dumb to make it complicated. We just lifted up to the Lord in prayer. Yeah, and would go ahead, take the chance, and the Lord would either open doors or shut doors. Wow! And that's the way we worked. That's fantastic. And, that's, and that was wow. that was the beauty of the times. Mm-hmm. So over the years, we've learned how to complicate a little bit more. <laughs> so it's taking a while, but I think we're coming to a point where we've overly complicated ourselves, perhaps divided ourselves too much. Mm. And uh, but I think there is a move too towards unity. I believe so. You know, but our unity is in Christ. It's no place else. And even a small group like we are here in Mattituck, if you, if you call, ask us a lot of questions, you're going to find out we all have a lot of very different opinions <laughs> and a lot of different thoughts. But on the other side of it, do we love each other in yeah. Christ? Yeah. We really do. Yeah. You know, and we're not going to let opinions or our own tastes or anything else separate us from what God has really joined. Mm. He's not only joined marriage, but he's joined brothers and sisters, the body of Christ. Beautiful. Yeah. So, well, we we've noticed that uh, being with you in your congregation that that it's uh, it's very much a New Testament style church. Mm-hmm. Um, can you give us a little bit of of how you came to that vision? Well, in the beginning, we we just wanted to do what the Lord wanted, and so we looked at the book of Acts. How did they meet? And, uh, and that was the beginning of it. And then, lo and behold, we had met a few people along the way. One fellow named Lance Lambert. Mm-hmm. Lance was in England at the time. And, of course, as we knew him, and you, you probably know this, he, he uh, lived in Jerusalem for yes. the most of his, a good part of his life. Yes. And another fellow, um, another gentleman, uh, Stephen Kahn. Stephen uh, translated, wrote all of Watchman Nee's books. Mm-hmm. And Stephen was just a dear brother. In fact, he married my wife and I. Wow. Oh, wow. Um, but just a lovely, lovely man. Very humble Chinese gentleman. Just went to be with the Lord recently. He was at 106 years old. Wow. wow. And he preached right up until the end. Glory to God. And just a dear brother. Mm-hmm. But they brought us this understanding of the church you know all of a sudden the church was more than a sunday meeting mm-hmm. it was the corporate man that god always wanted yes for his son yes yeah. and it just at least for me it started to change my my walk in the lord and everything else and so we started to see the church as something precious to the lord and you know, we saw it a place of unity. We saw principles, mm-hmm. not so much, what would I say? It was an organism and not an organization. Amen. Yeah. It's good. Something living. Exactly. That was one of the first principles that we began to understand, that it's organic within itself. Mm-hmm. And uh, it'll grow, you know, if it's nourished correctly. Yes. And uh, so we realized in the book of Acts that they really didn't have a a pastor it was plurality of leadership Mm -hmm. and this started to make a lot of sense to us because one man you're going to just get what one man really sees Mm -hmm. (laughs) and a lot of times one of the greatest things happened as we tried to 
bring this into being, we would go before the Lord with everything. We'd say, Lord, how do you want us to do this? Yeah. So we have five or six men praying. Five or six men hear the Lord differently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now what do we do? Divide into six denominations or what? Or do we keep going before the Lord till we have a unanimity? Mm-hmm. And then we found out that that's important. Mm-hmm. It saves us from going down a lot of lo- wrong roads. True. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, so that, that was a tremendous help. When we met, we were taught somehow, and, and, and Lance and Stephen had a lot to do with this, I think, looking back. But just put the Lord's table in the midst. Yeah. Let the Holy Spirit lead you. Yes. You know, you don't need a, someone to lead you through something. Mm-hmm. Let, let the Lord lead you. That's, it's easier said than done because, you know, every once in a while you get somebody come into the fellowship and uh, they see a, a perceived void and they want to take over right away. Yeah. Or, or, you know, when, when, when God brings a light someplace, mm-hmm. it, it, it dispels the darkness, but it also attracts bugs. <laughs> and once in a while you get a bug and uh you know you you got to but over the years we've learned how to deal with this yeah more and more so we're not worried about being off the wall or anything else uh and so it gives chance for testimony but the beautiful thing that it does when you have a plurality of leadership and obviously you can tell we're not big on titles mm-hmm. we're big on function right but we're not big on titles because titles seem to separate. Mm-hmm. You end up with a clergy and a laity. Right. You know, a division right within. Mm-hmm. And so we try to stay away from those kind of things. Wow. And stay away from the titles. And it's, 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 uh, it's a better way to go. Yes. You know, and, uh, and we might not all agree on that, I think, Some, <laughs> sometimes, you know, especially in recent years. But uh, at the same time, it, it it works towards the building up of the body. Yeah. You know, and when everybody's expected to give something of themselves. Right. You know, it's, Every joint supplies something. Amen. That's what the church is. Yeah. And that's, again, what we were taught. The church is the place where every joint supplies. Beautiful. And if every joint's not supplying, do you really have the church? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's true. So. Well, it's kind of like if you have a big picture puzzle and there's some pieces missing. Mm-hmm. You don't have the big picture. Everybody, exactly. everybody has to play their part, and that comes from every individual becoming responsible to have relationship with God. Amen. You know, if we if we don't have our very own relationship and and learning things from the Lord Himself, uh, we're we're missing what the the new covenant is all about. It's about knowing Him. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's it's about it. Yes, it's about erasing all of our sins. Uh, and yes, it's about him being our God and we being his people, but it's about getting his word inscribed in our hearts and in our minds and knowing him. And that's something that comes from relationship with him and spending time with him and talking to him and listening. Exactly. And when everybody's listening, they hear something that, to share with the body and then we get the big picture. Uh, then, then, And, you know, I think the Lord's longing and it always has been. I mean, you start to see scripture. It begins with a wedding. Yes. It ends with a wedding. Yes. You flop open your Bible right to the middle. What do you have? Song of Solomon. You right. have a wedding. Beautiful. <laughs> you know, what does the Lord, what does the Father want for the Son? A bride. Yeah, exactly. And, 
So when everyone's in a relationship with the Lord and a relationship with one another, I can't help but believe that the Lord is getting what he wants. Yeah. Mm, Somehow that's translated up into what we call the New Jerusalem. Right. That's the gold. That's mm-hmm. the pearl. That's a precious stone. Beautiful. You know, there's something beautiful about that. So that's what I can tell you about <laughs> what was called the Jesus Revolution. Okay. That's how it's worked in our lives out here. Beautiful. And uh, God willing, as long as we live, yeah, we want to keep pursuing the Lord. And then after that, I'm sure we'll still pursue in a sense. Amen. Amen. You know, I'm reminded of... of uh, the move of God that happened in uh, the Hebrides Islands off of Scotland in the late 1940s, early 50s, mm-hmm. where the um, uh, there were two late, older lady intercessors. I think they were in their 80s. You're right. And they got to pray in. And then there was also this group of men that got to pray in. And they were praying in a barn and the ladies were pl- praying in their little house, their little cottage. And, and at one point... And they were praying about the young people because they they had had a revival in their generation, and there had been revivals throughout the generations on that island, uh, on those islands, and and people would uh, would recognize, okay, the young people are drifting, we need a revival, yeah. and they'd pray through, and God would give a revival, mm-hmm. and and this particular time was was one of those, and God sent a revival, and all the young people. Uh, got thoroughly revived, thoroughly tra- transformed. J- just a just a footnote to that. Lance knew the two ladies. Really? Oh wow! Lance knew everybody. Oh wow! <laughs> Lance knew King Hezekiah. I mean, Lance knew everybody. <laughs> but and we he was sharing with us how in England in Halford House that was the name of the uh, the fellowship that he was part of. But they began by praying for a couple of years, and that's all they did. They prayed. They turned every meeting into a prayer meeting. Wow! For this, for a move of God, because they were very encouraged by the Hebrides revival. Mm-hmm. You know, in his generation. Yeah. And so, and he talked about this one night. He said it was a, a, a thick fog, a dreary night. Only a few people showed up. And he said, the heavens opened. Oh, oh, and we knew God heard our prayers from all the years. Wow. And they said the next thing he knew, they were hearing about people speaking in tongues, things he didn't even know about at the time, <laughs> all over the world. Wow. And that's when the Jesus revolutions broke out in the United States. Wow. wow. So those two ladies... Wow. This little group from Halford House that yeah. stayed faithful, mm-hmm. and and other groups. Yes, um, certainly you've read Reese Howell probably oh, yes. along yeah. the way. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, that's another person that he knew. Really? Yeah, yeah wow. he, I tell you, he knew everybody. But anyway, <laughs> uh, it was just um, just tremendous. But it's it's been so helpful to us mm-hmm. for God to have put those people in our lives to yes. help us to grow yeah. and to yes, yes, to Amen. see and to have vision. Yes. You know, they opened up the way and the Lord opened up our hearts. And I'm so thankful. I really am. Wow. You know, I'm reminded of that wonderful movie that came out a few years ago called War Room, mm-hmm. where there was this uh, this intercessor, powerful, powerful little intercessor. And she began to pray, Lord, send me someone to mentor. Mm. I want to teach somebody what I know before you take me home. Mm. 
-hmm. Or maybe, I don't remember exactly the plot, whether it, whether it was the Lord that spoke to her and said, you need to pass this on to somebody before I take you home. I don't remember just which, which direction it went. But the point was that she prayed for someone to come into her life that she could teach the secrets of intercession to pray at, to, and, and to change situations, change family situations, change, you know, all the things that we pray for, all the things that we intercede for, all the things we contend for. And we're contending and, and God has already been moving. He started this revival in Asbury back in, in uh, February of this year. This is 2023. And, uh, and, and there've been other moves already at, that's, that have sort of started like popcorn. You know, when, when you make popcorn, there's, there's first, there's one Amen. and mm -hmm. then there's another, and then there's another, and then there's another. And pretty soon it's pop, 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 pop. And the whole thing fills up. And I feel like we're on that, on the verge of that. We've, we've had the, we've had the first few kernels have, have popped and it's, it's time for, uh, for this to increase in, in speed and, uh, influence throughout America, throughout the world. It's, it's about the Joel 228 move of God that is the outpouring that he has promised mm -hmm. that's going to be like Niagara Falls and, and okay. lives are going to be transformed. People's, okay. people are going to be changed. What do you see for that? Do you see anything in your walk with the Lord? Is he speaking to you along those lines? I want to say what I'm seeing is more important than ever before is holding on to the Lord. Yes. Mm -hmm. And just trusting him for everything that's going to come. Mm -hmm. You know, I realize if this generation, if, if there is an outpour in it, pouring in it, you know, things are so different now mm -hmm. than yeah. they've ever been before. True. That if I don't hold on for the Lord, you know, I'm going to already judge it as it can't happen. Uh, mm. So I got to hold on to the Lord and trust Him. Yes, you know, and 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 for my acceptance of 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 however the Lord goes. But yes, do I see? I mean, I I see trouble for the world, and I see trouble for the nations. On the other side of it, I can see how God in His mercy will not have one more great outpouring, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and not only in the United States. Oh yeah, yeah, but all over the world. He said, Amen. "On all flesh, there has to be." Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, there has to be. Yeah. You know, before this world is totally judged. It's true. Yeah. It has to be. It's an amazing harvest. So, wow. It will be. Yeah. So it will be. Our hearts need to stay soft. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that's what I'm trying to say. Yes. Yes. Would you pray for our listeners before we close? I would love to. That would be a great privilege. Lord Jesus, everyone here agrees that you are wonderful. Yes. And Lord, we want, we want more than anything else. For that which is wonderful about you, which is absolutely everything, Lord, to be made known to mankind, to every man and woman that we know, every child, young, old people, it doesn't matter. Lord, show your great loving kindness. We ask for a pouring out. Yes. All over the nations. And Lord, yes. begin with our own hearts. Yes, Lord. Mm. Keep them soft and pliable before you. Lord, help us. Help us to see Jesus in everything that we do. Thank you, Father. Precious Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Get the bride that you want for the Son. Yes. Get it from our lives. Yes. yes this is our prayer together tonight. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, 
Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with his overwhelming, loving presence. <laughs>